before. pray today that God will give me the strength to deliver what he put on my heart. And I want to see somebody walk out of here with the baptism of the Holy Ghost this morning. Hallelujah. Praise God. We're going to read, starting with verse 36 and through the end of the chapter there. So then when they had sent away the multitude, they took him, even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow, he being Jesus. And they awake him and said unto him, Master, carest not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And, when, and the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? If we could lay our Bibles down, let's uh, cry out to God. I need God's anointing this morning, and I ask that he would anoint the church that they could receive the burden of the Lord today. In the name of for it. Can we give him a hand clap of praise this morning? Oh, we love you, Jesus. Oh, praise God. You may be seated. I'm going to kind of start a little backwards, I guess you could say, this morning. I want to Talk about the positive side of things first. That's not going to be that bad. We will leave on a high note, I promise. We just read our passage of Scripture, our text here, out of Mark chapter 4, which is leading up to Jesus going into the Gadarenes. Most of us know what happened in the Gadarenes. He ran into a demon-possessed man that was running naked and wild, cutting himself screaming in the tombs and nobody, people had tried to bind him up to stop him nobody could get him bound up nobody could do anything to him because every time he'd break loose of those chains but uh, Jesus walked up on the shore after he had been teaching about the sowers going out and sowing seeds and all that he got through teaching a lot of people and he was weary and they decided to go to the other side of the sea just to take a little break well, when they got over to the other side, after they'd gone through the storm, after everything 
after all the tumult came to him, Jesus walked upon the shore, and this demon-possessed man runs up to Jesus and said, Don't torment us today. We don't want, we don't want to be cast out today. And Jesus said, Okay. Anyway, most of us know this story. But I guess my biggest point is, after they went through the storm, there was a bright side. Amen? After you go through your storm, there's always a bright side. And there's always peace in that little thought right there. That you know everything's going to be better when it's all said and done. Better than it was when it first started. Because God always blesses his people. God blessed Job double what he had before he started through his, his trials and tribulations. But Jesus healed this, healed this uh, demoniac of Gadara. And uh, it was after they went through a dark night. After he went through a dark night. Knowing that there is a promised victory. Is a peace that you can always hold on to. But there's sometimes when you're going through your storm. You may be dead center of the storm. And you can't see daylight on this side. And you can't see daylight on the other side. And you don't know which way you came from. But you're like, is this thing ever going to end? And you begin to lose that peace that, you know, this thing will end eventually. But when you can't see your way up because you're so far down, there's nothing that can comfort you sometimes. And you get to thinking about how bad things are and how, how asking yourself, can anything get any worse? But there is a peace that you can hold on when nothing else is there. Amen? Are we going to preach with me this morning or are we just going to sit here? I know I'm not pastor and I'm not, a, I'm not that great of a preacher, but I do know that God spoke to me and he gave me something. And I want to speak to somebody's heart today. Hallelujah. Praise God. But there is a peace that you'll always have in the darkest night. When you can't see daylight at either end, when it seems like all hell is against you, seems like everybody, the whole world's against you, there's always a peace that you can hold on to. In John chapter 14 and verse 27, Jesus talks about the peace that he left with us. He said, Peace I live with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. See, the world, they just look at the circumstances and base peace off of their circumstances. They base, they base their outcome off of the circumstances that are around. But Jesus has a peace that goes beyond what the world gives. He said, This peace I give unto you, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Ye have now heard I said unto you, I go away, and I come again with, unto you. If you love me, you would rejoice, because I said I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. That one peace that we can hold on to is the fact that we have a promise of a brighter side. But the only way we can get to that brighter side is through Jesus Christ. The peace that he left with us, the comfort that he left with us. Hallelujah. 
Psalms chapter 27 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is, my, is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, come upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Is anybody getting what I'm, what I'm trying to say? I feel it inside of me. I, I, I just want to start running the aisles right now, but... It's a Sunday morning. I'm trying to contain myself. I wish somebody else would help wake up and help me out this morning. But this, this peace is knowing that God is there at your side the whole time, church. It doesn't matter who may come against you. It don't matter how many enemies may come around you. The prophet Isaiah and his, and his servant were sitting there in the mount. And the servant looks around him and... He sees all their enemies all the way around them. All the way around them. There wasn't any place to get through them. And it was only Isaiah and his prophet. And then Isaiah looks and his, and his, and his servant says, Master, what are we going to do? How are we going to get through this thing? And Isaiah just says a little prayer. He said, God, open his eyes. And God opens his eyes. And for every enemy chariot that was out there there was at least probably two or three angels standing there wasn't nothing going to happen to them too when God's on your side ain't nothing going to happen to you hallelujah for in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion and in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me he shall set me up on a rock. I guess we're not getting this this morning. Church, don't you understand that when, I know it's been hard the last few weeks. We've had several problems in the last few weeks. I know, I know the devil's come against us in a hard way. A lot of us are fighting financially. A lot of us are fighting spiritually. A lot of us, a lot of us got a lot of things going on right now. But God wants to let you know there's peace in the storm tonight, today. Because He's with you. The psalmist, the psalmist wrote it so beautifully in this psalm. I wanted to just take bits and pieces of it, but I couldn't. The whole thing is just beautiful. In verse 6 it said, And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. He, David, David's looking around and he said, You know, all I see is enemies around me. But I went into the tabernacle of the Lord. And I didn't offer sacrifices of sorrow. He didn't offer sacrifices of, oh, woe is me, Lord. He said, I'm going to offer sacrifices of joy. 
right in the middle of everything. He didn't care what it was. He said, I'm going to offer sacrifices of joy. Even the Bible says, if you want joy, you got to do something to get joy. Joy just doesn't come because you're just sitting there doing nothing. Joy comes, and I, I, I'm not trying to get harsh. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to make us realize, church. Brother Riggin stood up here a while back, and he said, church, you know, the devil's going to come against us, and he has. But we've held through it. I just feel like I, I come today that give us a little word of encouragement. That because we're doing our, our part to fight this battle, God's going to stand there with us. Yeah. Praise God. And even if you don't have the Holy Ghost today, and things keep, seem to go wrong. See, things are going horrible for you. And you don't know what's going on. You don't know how to stop it. You don't know how to turn it around. You know what? You can have the same peace. It, it's offered to everybody. Amen. He said, I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Israel, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me and answer me. When thou saidst, seek my face, my heart said unto thee, thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God, my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. You know, even if your family comes against you, God's going to hold you up. Right there in the, in the palm of his, the palm of his hand, he's got you. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path. Because of mine enemies, deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies. For false witnesses are risen up against me. And such as breathe out cruelty, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. You're in the middle of your trials. You're in the middle of everything. All of a sudden, God just says, hold on. That's the hardest thing to do. That's when we want to take over and try to work it all out on our own. Jesus said, David said, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. I hope somebody can leave this place encouraged today. <clears throat> Psalms chapter 23. We all know this. We learned it when we were little, little tykes. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I'm still talking about peace today. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemy. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. 
And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In Psalms chapter 37, the psalmist comes back and he said, You know, I've been young and I've been old. I'm not that old. But I have been young and I have, been, I have come to understand a few things. He says, Yet have I never seen, I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Hallelujah. I've never been without enough food to feed my family. God's been there every time. I thought I wasn't going to have enough. But somehow at the last minute, God come through. You know, I, I know I'm just a young buck. And some of you older folks could, could probably tell me to sit down and shut up, young man. You don't know anything. But you know what? God's been good to this, this, this young man. God's given me many blessings. Not just monetarily. God's given me some spiritual blessings. Church, you don't understand how good we have it with the pastor we have. Let me just say it. If you got the audacity to stand up against our pastor, you're going to go through this for But God's good to us. God's real good to us. How many can stand up right now and tell me God's forsaken them? How many times you thought God did? You don't have to answer me. God's been there every single time. Whether you realize it or not. When it's all said and done and you get to sitting back and looking at everything, you're like, you know what? God, you were right there and I didn't think you was there. I begged you not to leave me, but you were there the whole time. Why didn't I realize that? How many times can we sit back and say, God, you're so good to me. How many times has God said, peace be still in your life? God's a good God. Praise God. He said, I have been young, and now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He is merciful and lending, and his seed is blessed. Isaiah chapter 40. I was on the way to work yesterday. I was listening to the Bible on the radio. And I, I wasn't even thinking along this line. And all of a sudden, I heard this verse. He said, He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary. Even the young people are going to fall, fall off because they're so tired. They can't, they, can't, they can't go on because everything's against them. And the young men, shall, they, they're going to utterly fall. But verse 31, the one that really caught my attention, says, But they that wait upon the Lord, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run. They're not going to be weary. 
and they shall walk and they're not going to faint. Wait upon the Lord. In Ephesians, in the, in, the, in the Bible there it says that after we girded ourselves about, with the armor of God. It said, when you've done everything, and you've done everything you think you can do, when you've done everything that you know you can do, just stand. Just wait. Wait upon the Lord. Hallelujah. Wait in the Spirit. But God's not saying, just don't do anything. Just quit praying, quit doing everything. When you've done everything, you can you know what to do. Keep keep doing it, but don't go any farther until God tells you to. Hallelujah. You know, no matter what we go through, we have hope. We have peace. You know what that hope is? I read it to you in the, one of the first passages. I, I, I talked about peace. It said, my peace, I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world gives Verse 28 says, you have, you have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again. He said, if you love me, you would rejoice because of that fact. But he went, and he's preparing a place for us. Amen? Praise God. In Luke chapter 10, verse 17, verse 20, 10, 17 through 20, and the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld light, Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and to scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Man, that's a good promise. Nothing's going to hurt us. Nothing's going to hurt the child of God. But notwithstanding, and this rejoice not. Jesus said, oh, that's just the foundation of everything. He said, that's, that's actually not the foundation. That's just the, that's just the gifts that come along with living for God. He said, but that's not what you need to be rejoicing over. He said, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. That's the hope we have, church, that our, that our names are in heaven. And that Jesus is with us the whole time. The whole trip from the time you receive the Holy Ghost all the way till you walk through the pearly gates. Jesus is right there beside you. The whole time. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 17 through 20. Wherein God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast. This hope is sure, church. This, this hope is unmoving. Sure and steadfast in which entereth into that within the veil, the veil that Jesus rent, that we could enter into life eternal. 
whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus, made a high priest forever, after the order of Melchizedek. You see, Jesus came down, and he opened up the opportunity for us to be saved for eternity. From the beginning, after Adam and Eve sinned, we had no hope. Amen? We had no hope. All we had to hope for was hoping that land could roll our sins forward another year. It's the truth. But Jesus became that perfect lamb for each and every one of us. And he rent the veil that we could go into the most holiest with, with, with God. Praise God. John 14, 1 through 7. He said, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Not your brother, not your sister, but for you. He's got one for them too, but he's made one for you especially. He's just waiting for you to receive his gift so you can occupy that space that he's made for you. Amen. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And whither I go, you know, and the way you know. Hallelujah. Praise God. And Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not where thou goest. And how canst we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way. Jesus is the way tonight, church. If you're here without the Holy Ghost today, Jesus is the way. If you're looking for that hope that you've been searching for for a while, Jesus is the way. Hallelujah. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. He is the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by him. If you had known me, you, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth you know him and have seen him. How have we seen him? By Jesus Christ. Jesus was God manifest in the flesh. Come down to die for your sins. To take upon him the sins that he knew you was going to commit. Drinking the cup of God. Of putrid things. The, the putrid sins that this whole world had. He drunk that cup. A man that was sinless. To give you hope today. Praise God. We know that one that speaks peace in our lives today. Praise God. Mark chapter 4 and verse 31 says, And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. You need Jesus to say, Peace be still in your life today. How about it, saying, God, do you need God to say peace in your life? Do you need the peace speaker to come in and calm everything down for you? What about it, sinner friend? Do you need peace in your life today? Hallelujah. God wants to speak peace. God wants to give you peace. He wants to give you hope. He wants to give you a, 
a reason worth living today. You see, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and 19, the Apostle Paul says, If in this life only we have hope, in Christ we are of all men most miserable. He said, If only I had the hope of what this world had to offer, what I had down here on earth, there was no promise of eternal life with God. We would be of all men most miserable. But God's given us many promises. He didn't want us ignorant of this, this whole thing. Because he sent a deliverer. Romans chapter 11, it said, For I would not, brother, that you shouldn't be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own conceits. That blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. And so all Israel shall be saved. As it is written, Thou shalt come out of Zion, the deliverer, and shalt turn away the ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant unto them. When? Not if. Not maybe. He said, When I shall take away their sins. God promised He would take away all your sins. No matter how bad they may be. God promised. I want to take them away. On down in verse 32 of chapter 11 of Romans, it says, For God hath concluded them all in unbelief. Every one of them that didn't believe, he said that he might have mercy upon them. Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and ways past finding out. You see, God has offered unto us grace and mercy. Hallelujah. That grace and mercy is the hope of Jesus Christ living in our hearts today. Knowing that we have salvation is the peace in the storm today. Knowing that no matter which way things may go, that's the peace we have today. Can we bow our heads and pray this morning? Come on, church. Let's, we need to touch God. God wants to see somebody filled with the Holy Ghost. God wants somebody to leave this place different than they came today. Hallelujah. The hope of salvation that is a peace that passes understanding. Peace, peace, wonderful peace. Coming down from the Father above, sweep over my spirit. Hallelujah. I want that peace today. Praise God. Come on, let's lift our voices and pray to him today. Oh, can we all stand this morning? Let's talk to him this morning. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Lord, we need that peace, God. Oh, we need Jesus. Oh, that hope, God, that we know we can have through salvation. Oh, Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. I know the peace speaker today. 
And he wants to walk into your life and calm all the storms. But he can't do it until you come and you talk to him. And say, God, I'm sorry for everything I've ever done. Hallelujah. Praise God. He wants to fill your life with peace. He wants to fill your life with hope. But it's up to you today if you want to accept that gift. If you want to accept that gift of peace. If you want to accept that wonderful gift of the Holy Ghost today. In Acts chapter 2 verse 38 it tells us how to be saved. It says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Repentance is telling God, I'm sorry for everything that I've ever done, and I'm never going back to it. And once you, and once you say that, you've got to mean it from your heart. It's more than just words. It's, it's more than just saying, God, I'm sorry. But you've got a meaner from the depth of your heart. And God will forgive you. He will take your sins and he will remove them as far. He said, when I forgive their sins, I shall take away their sins. Hallelujah. He's promised that he will. Hallelujah. Praise God. And then you go down and you're baptized in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And then God will give you the wonderful, precious gift of the Holy Ghost evidenced speaking in tongues hallelujah if we could all find a place to pray this 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 morning hallelujah if we could recommit ourselves to god hallelujah let that peace flood your soul let that peace fill your life today because i know the peace speaker today i know where there's peace in the storm today hallelujah Praise God.